0: That gorgeous voice you hear is Tonina Saputo. She's St. Louis-raised, and her 2018 debut earned National Buzz. No less than former President Barack Obama placed one of its songs on his best-of-the-year roundup. But for Tonina, it's the album that dropped in May that feels like the truest expression of herself as a musician. St. Lost was inspired by her time away from the Gateway City and represents a split from the producer-manager who gave her a big break. Here to talk to us about her journey and her new album is Tonina herself. Tonina, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Now I know you were named after your late uncle Tony Saputo, who was also a a musician, Mm -hmm. and in some ways you actually owe your life to his death.
1: Yes, I um, absolutely feel like I'm on this earth in the physical realm to pursue music and. Uh, play for him and play for my fans and all around the world because it's what he did. And I feel like, you know, he's up there cheering me on.
0: And tell us about how your parents came together. I think this is just the most amazing story that this is is why you
1: exist. It's bonkers, you know, Um, it's quite a beautiful uh, story born out of tragedy. But um, so my uncle was the drummer for Reba McIntyre in the 80s and 90s. And um, one night in San Diego, uh, the band was on uh, a private plane, and then Rebo was going to take, I think, a later flight or something. Um, And so uh, the the plane took off, and they took off right into a mountain, and um, everyone, uh, the whole band and the crew, was uh, killed. And um, so my father was, at the time, the head sergeant of the search and recovery and search and rescue in um, a part of the uh, San Diego Sheriff's department. And uh, my mother uh, who's from St. Louis was, uh, Flew out there to see where her brother was killed. And so they actually met on the mountain, and my dad was giving her, you know, the tour and the breakdown of like what happened and everything. And um, so they fell in love, and uh, my uncle brought them together in that way. And um, then I was born a couple of years later. So. And you were named for him. That's yes, Tonina. I was named. Yes, I was named after him so my name Tony Saputo uh, and he was Tony Saputo. So.
0: so were you conscious of following in his steps and wanting to be a musician just from the get-go? Um,
1: not from the get-go. Um, I always honored him and you know my parents told me this story from a from an early age and I was always fascinated in you know his life as a musician being from St. Louis and you know starting out as a jazz musician and then uh, becoming a, a country, you yeah, know, Reba, drummer. I, I know, I know. And um, so, initially, no, I I really was, I really was fascinated. But I made that connection um, later on when I began to like, you know, ask more questions and stuff. Um, so he's he's really important to me. Even though I've never met him, I um, still feel like you know he's he's a part of me, and he kind of lives through me. And so I really. I'm just so so grateful for his life and his legacy.
0: Now, you picked up the bass as your instrument, Mm -hmm. and you did that as a very little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, That seems like a crazy instrument for a little kid to Mm -hmm. take on because it's it's so big Mm -hmm. Um, and also a very unusual choice. Everyone else does the flute. Like, what led you to that?
1: Um, Well, uh, first of all, I wanted to play Jaws. And then (laughs) um, my father told me not to do it. So of course I was going to do it. Of course. And then I wanted to be, I wanted to rebel because my sister played the violin. So I was like, uh oh, she's always going to be better than me. Let me just do the bass and like see what happens. And then, you know, the rest is history. And did you learn the theme song to Jaws? I did. I did. I learned those two notes and <laughs> I, I played that. Nonstop, And your
0: path ended up taking you to Boston's Berklee College of Music. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly from there, it segued into singing in Spanish, which I understand mm-hmm. is not something that you grew up speaking whatsoever.
1: No, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah. I was misled. No, no, no. In my house. Yeah. So um, the first thing I learned in Spanish because my dad spoke Spanish. And so uh, I, I learned, you know, the Miranda rights and all that stuff and like commands and stuff. Um, but I was introduced to uh, Spanish-speaking songs, so Spanish songs like Cuban boleros and like um, a lot of jazz sung in Spanish. So, when like Nat King Cole went to Cuba and like studied Cuban boleros and started singing in Spanish, I that was when I was introduced to him and like you know also Selena. So, I grew up listening to that stuff, and so it just felt like you know let me let me just do this, let me just sing in Spanish because like why not? I speak it. So, and is that what made you want to study abroad in Spain? Um, it didn't, but I just needed the adventure and I needed to escape Boston because Boston's just not my city. We don't click. We're not friends. But I, I do appreciate um, what I learned there. But I needed to live in Spain again. What about Boston? I feel like people love Boston. What? Yeah, I, I really like Boston to visit. But living for me, I'm, I'm not an East Coast girl. I'm a Midwestern girl. You know, I like You know, the seasons in the Midwest when they happen when they're supposed to happen. You know, I was wearing my big coat on graduation day in in Boston in May. I I can't do the cold. It's so cold. Yes. So I'm I'm. I'm meant to be in this in this climate.
0: <laughs> now, when you were in Spain, you met the Grammy Award winning producer Javier Lamon. Yes. Here's something that he wrote about you. He said, as soon as Tunina opened her mouth and began singing Historia de un Amor, suddenly everything changed. Like only a few times before in my career, I felt that the world stopped and the room lightened up. A small miracle had just occurred. In a room where everything seems to have already been listened to and sung, a young girl in her 20s naturally and unintentionally expresses with her voice in a complete completely unique and personal way let's give a listen to that song this is eh uh, historia de un amor
1: es la historia de un amor como no hay otra igual que me hizo comprender tu viento el mal que le dio luz a vivir a pagando la después Ay, tan oscura sin tu amor no viviré siempre fuiste la razón de mi existir adorarte para mí fue religión y en tus besos yo encontraba el calor que me brindaba
0: So that's the song that former President Barack Obama picked out. That must have blown your mind. It really did.
1: I was, you know, immobile the entire day. Uh... (laughs) screaming and crying and laughing and, you know, on the phone. So it was, yeah, incredible and such a dream.
0: And did that end up leading to a big um, increase in, you know, people streaming that song? And I mean, did things take off a bit from there?
1: Um, Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Obama has no clout, (laughs) right? No, um, no, not really. I mean, um, you know, it it is like one of my uh, it is my most popular song, um, but it was like that before, you know? Okay. So people already knew about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. They already knew about it. But, um, yeah, to be recognized by such a, an amazing, um, human that I, that has inspired me. It's um, still very was, cool. Yeah.
0: But you've since turned your back a bit on Javier Limon and a bit on that album. What happened?
1: Um, so I... You know, I felt like a lack of creative control, which often happens, you know, when a young person signs, um, not even a young person, when anyone signs to a label or a manager or a producer, um, you know, and I, I love him dearly and I respect his artistry and, um, what he's done for, you know, Mediterranean music and different, um, I I don't like to say world music, but just different international genres that, um people don't really, aren't familiar with. So um, I just did not feel like I needed to be doing um, that genre You told music. the St.
0: Louis Post-Dispatch, you said, I decided to leave the label because of the lack of creative control. Mm-hmm. But you also said, and there were things with my image, things being said mm-hmm. about what I look like that mm-hmm. were hurtful to me. Can, yeah. I, can I push a little bit on that? Yeah. What was yeah.
1: We said? Um, well, <laughs> You know, I'm like, like I said, I'm super Midwestern. I'm super American. You know, I, you know, wear whatever I I feel, um, and I like to be very individualistic in that way. Um, however, I think with our cultural differences, because um, he's me, a Spanish guy. Yeah, he's from Spain, and uh, me being like a a black uh, Midwestern girl, I was um, I didn't really agree with with uh, the image that he was trying to push me into, uh, which was more like, you know, I was told to, to lose weight and, you know, told to Africanize myself even more um, to, to something that the the Spaniards could understand. And so I didn't really feel like turning my back on myself and, um, and how I looked, you know, um, when it was about the music all along in my mind. So that was a, like a true turn off for me, um, but I understand it was the cultural differences and um, maybe like, Uh, a difference in in gender as well and age that influenced that.
0: You ended up going instead with Native Sound Studio on Cherokee Street for your your new album.
1: Yeah, recording there. And Mm -hmm. so why
0: did you pick them to record this new one?
1: I really wanted to have the whole album be St. Louis. You know, I lived down the street from them. I knew them. They were so inviting and so dear to me throughout the whole process. You know, me being able to pay them as I went and them really allowing me to have full creative control and produce my album. And I really trusted them. So um, they did a fabulous job on the record and uh, really, really you know, held my hand through the, through the whole emotional process of recording and editing.
0: We're talking with local musician Tonina Saputo ahead of her concert at Delmar Hall this weekend. Let's play a song from your new album, St. Lost. Uh, This one is called Mercy. We're listening to Tonina. Her new song is Mercy off of her album Saint Lost. Tonina, there is such a buzz around your work and Barack Obama put you on his list and yet you really had to struggle to get this album out. You referred a a minute ago to sort of having to pay in parts. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Was that because you had sort of ditched the big name producer and were going on your own? Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, I think it was absolutely worth it and to be able to work with... Uh, people you know from St. Louis who were my actual friends um, really understood that you know it making an album is hard it's expensive it's a lot out of your pocket. So I really felt you know supported not only like with by them like financially but also like with the music too that they really invested in me and so I was able to you know pay my way and they understood you know times are tough, you know but um, yeah so, that's how it went. I saw you'd written that you felt like you were pregnant
0: with these songs for three years. Mm-hmm. So are these songs you wrote for the most part when you were in Boston yeah.
1: missing St. Louis? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of these songs are based on my uh, homesickness. And um, so I wrote them in Boston. I wrote them when I was back home during the breaks and then also in Spain. So my, my last three years of college um, when I didn't really know who i was as an artist but these just came out of me and uh, i didn't know who people wanted me to be and i was really um more so invested in that rather than uh what i wanted to say with my work so this is um like a little gift to myself uh staying true to my musical identity
0: and when you say you were feeling a bit of homesickness what about st louis do you feel like your soul was craving
1: um (laughs) well uh, you know, I miss the seasons, and it was just too much winter during. It was too much holiday. winter. I can't. Um, I miss the seasons, and you know, I, I miss the nature. You know, my my song Saint Loss is like a love song to the to the trees. Um in St. Louis. Boston just felt like too urban? Yeah, yeah. It was it was just not enough for me. I didn't have like easy access to parks, you know, besides the Boston Commons, of course. But um it was just different than uh than what I was used to. Um, but not in the way that I that I wanted or felt home. But I definitely did learn a lot while I was there and I learned a lot about myself and I needed to be in that environment in order to grow.
0: And now that you're back in St. Louis, I'm sure there's all sorts of people trying to persuade you to say, move to Los Angeles or move to New York. I mean, are you committed to staying here, even if your career would benefit from leaving?
1: I'm not committed to staying here. I um, don't want to move to, you know, New York or L.A. Like I said, I'm I'm a Midwestern person. Um, if anything, I would move to Europe. But um, right now, I'm I'm, you know considering moving to Chicago, if anything, but, um, no, I, I have zero interest. You know, I really like my community. I really like the music community that is here and I feel supported. Um, and I feel like I have easy access to collaborate with those who I want to collaborate with. So that's why I think I'm going to stay here for a couple more months.
0: We actually got a tweet from one of our listeners that He raises a really interesting question. He said, "You said at a recent concert that the St. Louis Louis music scene quote has the talent; we just don't have the industry." Mm -hmm. I one hundred percent agree.
1: How do we change that? I don't know how to change that. That's a that's really tough. I mean, you know, we used to be considered, you know, the New York of the Midwest, right? We had fabulous artists, jazz artists. We had Josephine Baker. We had Miles Davis, of course, and people were coming here to see those artists perform. Um, but those artists had to leave in order to, you know, make it, I don't know how, how that works. I mean, you know, um, building that bridge between the musicians, really supporting them and asking them what they need, you know, create the resources for them to be be able to live off of their art and not, you know, but I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I had the answer. Yeah. I mean, it's such a hard question. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, there's like a lot of small labels here that I think are really, you know, helping out um, artists in the way that uh, they can. I I just feel like we need more support and need to be viewed as a city that has so much talent and needs to be viewed as a Nashville or a New York or an L.A. But that's going to be hard and maybe a long time
0: yeah otherwise they're gonna lose artists like you to chicago but i mean you might have to make that choice for yeah, for selfish I know,
1: reasons exactly. what
0: about your band i know that you've got this band now do you see them this is going to be the relationship going forward or is this more of a temporary arrangement for you oh guys? i love
1: my band i mean these are like my brothers um we're great friends they inspire me every day to be better and you know we have a great working relationship and a great friendship that i think you know fosters this creative environment, you know, that moves us forward. So I, I would love for this to be my band for, <laughs> forever, you know, um, but I, I think we're a great, we're a great, you know, we're a great group in that we trust each other and we, you know, really wanna help each other grow musically. So hopefully I can have them forever.
0: I've heard you say that you consider yourself a folk artist. Is that still the case in light of this this new album?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, folk just means music of the people and in, in their experiences. So specifically, this album, while it does have jazz influences and like some jazz harmonies, it's uh, my experiences, it's um, my stories, and what really inspires me. So um, yeah, I, I still consider myself to be a folk artist. Maybe with some jazz influences but you know the label thing really trips me up you know like the um like the genre I I I don't really know where I fit in but I know what I am saying and I know what my songs are about.
0: So this weekend you've got a big show Mm -hmm. at Delmar Hall. What can we expect there? So this
1: is going to be uh my my show really you know it's my homecoming show, I would like to say. You know, um, it's gonna be our first big, big show since um, coming back from Europe, um, from our European tour. So we're just gonna play the album from top to bottom, you know, and tell stories about the songs and who inspired the songs and what about St. Louis inspired the songs. So that's what we're gonna be doing on Saturday. So Will you
0: play some of your older stuff too? Or it's really gonna be the same um, Lost? I will,
1: I will, um, but it's mainly focused on on St. Loss and those who inspired the songs.
0: Okay. Well, Tonina Saputo, thank you so much for thank joining us Thank you so much today. for having me. And I hope some of our listeners will be able to catch that show this weekend. Yes. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske.
1: control.